to the ExtraordinaryChurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. we're going to go ahead and jump into the word of the Lord. Would you just pray with me really quickly? Father, we love you. We bless you and pray that you will have your way. Release the gift of faith in this house. Anoint me with the type of anointing that makes preaching and teaching effective. Do what you want to do and the glory and honor belongs to you. If you believe that, give him praise. Amen. Sir Edmund Hillary. I, I want to talk to you today. I typically uh, would read a text and introduce my title, but I'm going to tell you what I'm preaching about, and then we'll get into some scripture later. But I'm going to talk to you today about mountains and conversations. Mountains and conversations. Sir Edmund Hillary attempted to climb Mount Everest, and this is crazy. He actually didn't make it to the top on his first ascent. And as a matter of fact, as he was trying to strive to achieve uh, reaching the summit, he lost all of his team members. Upon his return to, to London, Hillary stood to address an audience and, that was gathered before him. And he turned and he looked at a huge photograph of Mount Everest. And he said, Mount Everest, you have defeated us, but I will return and I will defeat you. Because you can't get any bigger, and I can. Who ever heard of talking to a mountain? Twice, Jesus told his disciples, speak to your mountain. The first time, they, they couldn't cast out a devil. And they asked why. And this is Jesus' response. Matthew 17 and 20, it reads, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Only a few days later, after Jesus speaks to a fig tree, and it withered. Jesus again reiterates this principle to his disciples in Matthew 21, 21 and 22. He says, assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Twice Jesus speaks of this mountain. Two, just two times in the week before Calvary. Now, if it was important to him, it should be important to us. So my question to you this afternoon is, are you having a conversation with your mountain? Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you talking to your mountain? Tell him, don't talk to me. Talk to the mountain. See, mountains, we, we all have mountains. They obscure our view. They, they're obstacles to our past. 
they blind us to all that God has for us. For some, your mountain is an emotional upheaval. Things that rise up in your life that seem not to go away. It's a wound that won't heal. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Scars that won't go away. Memories of the past. Those things under whose shadow you seem to live each and every single day. For others, it's a mountain that's a financial obstacle. The bill. The obligation. The poor career decisions. The bad choices. Now, it's more than a court can dispense. More than a judge can make away. On the verge of losing it all. On the verge of saying goodbye to a particular way of life. For others, the mountain is a bad relationship. Trust is shattered. Stalactites of betrayal are difficult to navigate. Stalagmites of underlying issues. Each day, the mountain seems to grow higher and taller. Each day, the situation grows more desperate. For many of us, the mountain is the end of a box canyon. You tried, but it seems that your life is only adding up to a zero. You've reached the end of the road. I won't start singing boys to men. Though I want to, praise God. No. Few choices have ended up with no choice. Shout out to some of y'all knowing who boys to men is. I'm an 80s kid, so some of y'all, my son's like, who? Well, <laughs> never mind. Few choices, I was about to start singing. Few choices have ended up with no choice, and you feel hemmed in. You have nowhere to turn, no way to turn. For others, it may be a physical infirmity. You've suffered much. You've cried and you prayed. You have searched and you have berated yourself for having a lack of faith. You run here and you run there. And now you face this mountain and you know what you're saying? It's impossible. But I want you to know, with God, all things are possible. All things are possible with the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing too difficult for God. It might be too difficult for your doctor. It might be too difficult for Visa or MasterCard. It might be too difficult for your boo or your babe. But with Jesus Christ, all things are possible. I tell you a story of Oscar Eliason. He was in isolation in a Minneapolis hospital. He had late-stage tuberculosis. His brother Paul had just died of the same disease weeks ago. A preacher risking sickness walked into the hospital and offered to pray for anybody, regardless of their condition. He would pray with them and lay hands on them if they wanted it. Eliason, whose right lung had already collapsed, began to heal. He was perfectly restored to health. He later became a pastor and a songwriter. And there was an old Panama Canal slogan that asked, got any rivers? He changed the words and we know the song like this. Be of good courage. God spake unto Joshua. When over the river, God pointed the way. Jordan uncrossable. Things seemed impossible. Waters divide as much as they march and obey. Battles to win, they would meet with their obstacles. Jericho's walls, too, must fall to the ground. God never failed. He stood back of his, he stood back of his promises. Walls had to crumble as they marched around. God is the same and his word is dependable, goes the third verse. 
He'll make a way through waters for you. Life's situations by him are amendable. Mountains and hills, he will part for you too. Now, I realize you might not recognize the verses, but for some of you, you might recognize the chorus. Got any rivers, think, that are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible. He can do just what no other can do. I'm telling you, God can do what nobody else can do today. And only God can see you through those mountains. If you have a mountain, why not trust God again? Why not believe God again? Why not say, as long as there's breath inside of me, I shall scale these mountains. I'm telling you, he can make your feet like hinds feet. You can skip across those hills. You will not be defeated. You will be victorious. You will walk in the victory and the power of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to declare, I'm going to overcome. This is not the time to back up. This is not the time to run away. This is the time to come up. This is the time to level up. This is the time to come over. This is the time to get through your mountain. God is going to get you through this. God will get you through the mountain. But how he chooses to do it It's up to him. So are you ready? He chooses for you to talk to your mountain. First thing I want you to understand is God wants you to have a conversation with your mountain. I know, y'all like, Lord, this man has lost his mind. No, I found it. I found it. Matter of fact, I found it in the book, praise God. Because God didn't call you to be a horse whisperer. God didn't call you to be a duck caller. No, he called you to be a mountain mover. He called you to talk to mountains. Don't think it's strange. This is what Jesus did. And here's the crazy thing. And they did, they being the disciples, what did what he said. He spoke to a fever. Simon, his mother-in-law, had a sickness. He stood over. He stood over and he rebuked the fever. You can read it in Luke 4. And the fever left her. Mark 4, you know what he does? He speaks to the elements. He spoke to the wind and the sea. Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased. It was amazing calm. He spoke to devils. He spoke to a fig tree. He speaks. See, we think, we mess up. We think our communication, our speech is only to communicate with God and with others. But God gave you the power to speak to your mouth. Caleb, you might not know this in the Old Testament. Caleb knew this. Caleb said, give me my mountain. Zerubbabel, he knew this. Look at Zechariah 4, 6 and 7. We love this. We love this first verse. But we rarely quote the second. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Look at verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain? 
Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace. Grace to it. See, our problem is we talk about our mountain. Oh, you don't know what I'm going through, Pastor Kiel. It's so hard. It's so tough. And I'm not minimizing what you're going through. I've got this problem. I've got this predicament. I find myself in this dilemma. But when is the last time you spoke to your mountain? When's the last time you, you looked at the mountain and said, mountain, according to the word of God, you're coming down in Jesus' name. I'm telling you today, I've got some good news for somebody. Some news that something is about to be leveled. Somebody's heartache is about to be leveled. Somebody's debt is about to be leveled. Somebody's despair is about to be leveled. Because somebody's going to summon up enough faith to say, I know it might sound crazy, but I'm not going to worry about my neighbor to my right or my left. I'm going to open up my mouth, look my mountain right in the eye, and declare, thus saith the Lord, depression, you're coming down today. Heartache, you're coming down today. Financial disruption, you're coming down oh if you believe it give him praise somebody's ready to have a conversation with their mountain I, I love this because we were singing about this we were singing about every high thing coming down but Isaiah prophesied this in Isaiah 40 and 4 every mountain shall be brought down I wish I could have coordinated this with the worship team, but I didn't coordinate it. Isaiah 49 and 11, I will make each of my mountains a road and my highways shall be elevated. So what do you need to do? Talk to your mountain. Quit circling the mountain. Quit making friends with the mountain. Stop learning to cope with the mountain. Stop hanging out with the mountain. If Jesus didn't want you to get rid of the mountain, he would not have wasted his breath before his death saying, speak to it. Talk to it. Don't talk about it. Mountain, you are coming down in the name of Jesus Christ. See, it takes faith. The next thing I want you to understand, it takes faith to have conversations with mountains. Jesus said, have faith in God. If you say to the mountain and don't doubt in your heart, it will be moved. See, faith is mountain talk. Some of us, some of us have the idea that if we love God, read our Bibles, lead decent lives, the mountains are going to go away. But consequently, we live with mountain ranges all around us, surrounded by a fortress of mountains. But faith prompts you to begin to speak to the mountain. See, you can tell everybody else, you can tell everybody else your troubles, and the troubles won't move. You can go run and ask me to pray for you and your mountain, but the mountain won't move. 
You can pray for yourself, and the mountain won't move. Jesus made it very clear. Talk to the mountain. That's how your answer is coming. Faith is like David running to a mountain of a man named Goliath. Goliath said, I'm going to kill you. I'll cut you. No, no, no. David's like, stop all that foolishness. Today, today, I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to feed you to the fowl of the air. I'm telling you, mountains can talk back, but you need to stop listening to the echo of that mountain talking and do what David did. You need to say, enough is enough. I'm going to slay you. You've already been conquered and defeated. And faith says, the taller the mountain, the taller my God. Faith says, the bigger the mountain or the bigger the problem, the more my God can do. I'm telling you, you come in like a flood, God will raise up a stand. Rise up against me, and the towering mountain of God will overshadow me. Mountain, you are coming down. You better learn to talk to your mountain. See, faith is saying what God says. I want you to let that sink in for a moment. Faith is agreeing with God. When you begin to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help somebody theologically. When you begin to talk to your mountain, you are agreeing with God. Let me just help you right now. Faith is, see, it's th these things that the Lord is telling us, it's not designed to make sense. Who would speak to a mountain using their carnal mind? Let me just tell you right now, even what, like, psychiatrists will tell you. If you tell them you talk to God, they'll probably tell you crazy. It's just true. That's just what they're going to tell you, right? Like, but I'm going to tell you, you're never more sane when you're talking to him. And they can call you crazy, but I'm telling you, you're exercising your faith and you're coming into agreement with what God says about a thing. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to make faith. And the moment you begin to exercise your faith, you'll begin to step into the supernatural. I'm telling you, you've got a power on the inside of you. You've got a faith that's on the inside of you. Some of you right now are thinking you don't have faith. The devil is a liar because the Bible tells us each of us has been given a measure of faith. So that means that you already have what you need to operate in the supernatural. God has given you the ability to speak to a situation, speak to a circumstance, speak to an inanimate object, and watch him do a miracle in your life. Or, I tell you what you can do. You can be super religious and sit here and don't say a word. Say, y'all need to pray for me. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. <sighs> Been dealing with this all my life. Last 20 years, going to be this way until I die. You can keep saying stuff like that. Or you can realize, like Patricia said, power of life and death is in the tongue. Not in what you see, not in what you hear, what you say. And the Bible tells us in that next stanza of that verse that you're going to eat the fruit of what you say. You need to understand that you can speak to something today. I'm telling you, you are as close to breakthrough as you opening up your mouth and saying breakthrough is here. 
Or you can sit like this, and I'm not saying that you should, you know, I'm just, and you can sit with your mouth shut and not say a thing and leave the same way you came. But I'm preaching to a few people that are saying enough is enough and I'm tired of fighting what I've been fighting. My breakthrough is coming. My deliverer is here. That mountain is coming down. I'm going to operate in faith. I'm going to have a conversation with my mountain. I'm going to have a conversation with this heartache. I'm going to have a conversation with this depression and let it know enough is enough. I'm going to get what God has for me. Okay. Now, Mia, my beloved, in whom I am well pleased, hears her father say a lot of crazy stuff. So there's no telling, but you know what? I'm telling you, it's not supposed to make sense. I've told y'all some, some stories, and I'm a, I'll share some. Some of them might be familiar with, but I'll just, I, I speak to stuff, Bella. I speak to stuff, Cass. I do. We were, uh, I'll never forget, this was, this was great because even this one caught me off guard. When it caught, I'll never forget, we, we, we had just arrived here shortly. It was like, if we, we came in March of 2018, so it might have been like April. And here we are at the park. What's the name of that park, baby girl, right up the street? Huh? Aaron, Arendale? Aaron? No, no, no. Y'all right. That's Extraordinary Church Park. I appreciate that. Praise God. Floridale is, y'all don't know, that's Extraordinary Church Park. So whenever y'all drive by that, I, I claim that in Jesus' name. I'm like, that's Extraordinary Church Park. I believe that. Like this, all this, I, you, you had Extraordinary Church. I believe that. We were at, I think it was Arendelle, Arendelle, right down Dundas a little bit. So we're, uh, uh, we're walking, we're taking photos for the website. We're working on the website. And I'll never forget this because, you know, the thing that I love, you, you, did you know, like, like factually, like factually speaking, Toronto, the Toronto and the Toronto area is the most diverse region on the planet. Like almost 300 different languages are spoken here. Almost 70% of the population First-time immigrants. I think it's like 65%. It's, it's, it's crazy. So we were, uh, we were walking. And so it's different here, you know, like in the States. Excuse me. In the States, it's different. You know, in the States, uh, and bless them, I, I, I love my American brothers and sisters. Um, I, you know, we'll refer to multiculturalism. And uh, multiculturalism is like a predominantly white church with like a smattering of a few black people. Uh, and you might have a Latino family in there, you know. You're like, man, we're multicultural. We're multicultural. Like, they, now I have been well-traveled. I have been well-traveled all over the, the world. So I, I, I wouldn't do this, but I'm not faulting them. In, in their ignorance, they'll look at you, and like, it never, like, a Nicaraguan would never, El Salvadorian, that would never cross their mind. They'd be like, oh, you're Mexican. They just couldn't, like, assume, like, everybody they did that's just like their assumption. They just it's just underexposed. Where so that's what we consider to be multiculturalism. But like here, like multiculturalism and multi-ethnicities are just we're talking about the difference between a Congolese and a and a South African. Like that's cultural difference. I mean, we're we're talking about an Al Salvadorian and a Puerto Ricanian. It's like it's just different. It's cultural differences. Like it's just different, right? And so we come here, we were like, I was like, yo, this is we went to this park, we're in Arendelle, and I looked, and there was a score, score of like an Asian, just all these Asian folks. So I, I don't know what came over me. But I just, now, I didn't, they didn't hear me say this. But I just, I said this like to, I just said it, like spoke it to the atmosphere. 
And I was like, don't believe the lie of the devil that all Asians love Buddha. And the photographer was like, And my wife and kids are like, <laughs> they're like, can we take the picture? <laughs> and within like two minutes, this Asian man walks by. And he's like this. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we were like, what? And I wish I could say I was like I got some more to say I didn't I was like what two minutes later because we were all stunned he comes back and he's like thank you Jesus I'm telling you you get what you declare I don't know about you but my children will serve God my children will love God my children will do a work for God I don't know about you, but Extraordinary Church is the fastest growing church in Canada, reaching the world. We are the most loving place on the planet. We will reach everybody. We will reach, we will reach every ethnicity. We'll reach every gender. We'll reach the heartbroken, the educated, the uneducated, the confused. Everybody is welcome here at Extraordinary Church. Why? Because he died for everybody. If you believe that, give him praise. I'm trying to ignite somebody's faith to let you know you get what you declare. What mountain is in front of you? Speak to your mountain. So, I told y'all, I think I've told y'all this. I've got like probably like 10 accounts. I was like, Lord, bring the ones that I need to share to my recollection so that I'll no, the ones, but I'm telling you, you and I, we get what we declare. All throughout scripture, I'm telling you right now, you want to know how to operate in the supernatural. You do it by listening and obeying. Now, you might be like, well, what about the speaking part? Well, he just told you to speak. So if you hear what he's saying and you obey, you'll operate in the spirit. See, let me help you understand something. I use this all the time, but this is the best analogy that I can give you. So, this is it. Yes, it's been a while. You know, we don't work together all the time anymore. So, I just, I'm just hanging out, just camping out in Isabella. She had to go and get a full-time job. Praise God. So, uh, you know what? Um, your words shape your world. It's true. It's true. Your words shape your world. What kind of world are you living in? Now, I've, I've used this before, but here's what we do. This is important. You got to get this. I'm going to help somebody right now. See, the reason why we're wondering why uh, we're frustrated, because I do believe, I do believe that we should be experiencing biblical Christianity. This is all that I'm about. If it's, listen, I... This is why, like, everybody can come to Extraordinary Church because, like, I don't care if you're Anabaptist, if you're Baptist, if you're Mennonite, if you're Catholic, if you're Muslim, if you're Buddhist, if you're a Sikh, if you're an agnostic, if you're an atheist.
This book is for everybody. You just got to read it, fam. I'm, I'm telling you, this book is, but here's what you got to understand. Your words create your world. Your, so here's what we do. Here's what we do. This is what some of you all do. I'm going to declare, this is what some of you are going to stop doing. You're going to stop doing this. You'll, you'll go to bed. Wake up. And the first thing out your mouth. Oh, God. I did not get enough sleep. Not, not, not like, thank you, Jesus. Like, some of us be like this. Like, waking up is a bad thing. Like, like last time I checked, like, waking up is good. I mean, we be, we be fighting with the pillow, putting the pillow back over our Like, you don't want to get up. Like, waking up is good. But the first thing out of your mouth is, I didn't get enough sleep. The first thing you're declaring is insufficiency and lack. And your words create your world. So you immediately, as opposed to operating from a place of faith, you're trying to pull on something where there's already nothing. How are you going to draw on victory when you're claiming insufficiency? How are you going to draw from provision when you're already saying you don't have enough? When the reality of it is the Bible says that in him we are complete. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that he's given us every spiritual blessing. You're talking about bless me indeed, and he's like, I've already blessed you with everything that you need. Not only have I blessed you, I put you next to me. You're seated with me in heavenly places. Therefore, if it's under my feet, it's under your feet too. You need to know it's yours. Get in the book and declare the word of the Lord. So... We'll even say stuff like this. Now, not me, not that I'm so super spiritual, but I don't drink coffee. Well, I know. Cassandra, better not do this to you, Andre. If, you, if, if so, I'm going to get past the bear to anoint her with oil, which, which is like Old Testament anointing. I'm just telling you right now, praise God. He's going to pull out the ram's horn woo, and get you. I'm just kidding, Pastor. Praise God. I still cleaned up myself. Pastor Bear got me good. Thank you, Lord. That's why I'm healed. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. We in the book. We in the book here at Extraordinary Church. Praise God. But we'll wake up after black. Throw a little hissy fit. And then we'll tell people, don't talk to me. I've not had my coffee yet. You need caffeine to be nice to people? I thought you had the Holy Ghost. You don't need caffeine. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to let the joy, the love of God, that's what the Holy Ghost is, shatter brought in your heart. I don't know about you, but I'm glad this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. I might not have everything I want, but he does supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. He's kept me. He's sustained me. I'm a, I 
will bless him while I yet live. So you have to be careful because what I want you to understand, uh, this is, and I'm going to hurry up here, but you, you've got to get this. You've got to understand that your words not only create your world, but it's the invisible that's holding up the visible. This book, this is why you got to get in it. If you go to Hebrews, it will tell you that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Uh, let me just give you uh, what you don't understand or perhaps what you're not considering is that literally this right here, you cannot see it. Okay, when God speaks something, you cannot see it, but it is literally holding up what you do see. The invisible is holding up the visible. If the Lord were to take me right now, my body would fall to the ground. That's because what you don't see is holding up what you do see. And some of you right now are wondering, why am I dealing with this? Why am I fighting this? I'm telling you it's because you've not yet activated your faith. So let me tell you, I'll never forget this. This is not... This is not an Achillism, but I'll never forget this story as the Lord is showing me faith. Because uh, I, I'm going to help you understand how to activate your faith. Uh, this guy said he'd gone out to eat, taking everybody out to eat, and he wanted to bless them, and he wanted to pay for it. So he gave the uh, server the card, gave him the card. They came back, and they were like, oh, sorry. I know you just think you paid for 15 people, uh, but your card was declined. And they were trying to be discreet, and he was like, run it again. So... Oh, sure, no problem. I'm sure it was my fault. You know, I'm sure it wouldn't go back, run it again. And they're like, sorry. Didn't work. And he's like, okay. He's like, are you sure? You know, by this time, everybody kind of understands what's happening. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I got another card. Let me run that one. He was like, I'm, I'm, don't worry, guys. We got this taken care of. So they ran that card that worked, and he was done. He was so embarrassed. Picks up the phone, moment he gets out, car, calls the credit card company before the customer service agent can say a word. Like, you have embarrassed me. You humiliated me in front of my colleagues. I tried to pay for these folks. The credit card, on blah, blah, blah. I thought I was going to move all my stuff here. Just giving them the business. And the person is trying to get a word in. And they're like, sir, sir, are, are you done? And being cold, you know. And they were like, he was like, yeah, I'm all out of breath. They were like, look. There's nothing wrong with your card. Everything is available. You just didn't call to activate it. <laughs> what am I telling you? You've got the faith. Activate your faith. And how do you activate your faith? S speak to your mountain. So I'm wondering... Right now, there should be a couple hundred of us opening up our mouths, speaking to some things, speaking about our family, speaking to that heartache, speaking to that confusion, speaking to that mountain of debt, speak to that mountain. I'm telling you, open up your mouth and declare the word of the Lord, come into agreement with what he says about a thing, and watch God be God. If you believe it, give him praise. Your voice is matching his voice. If you only knew what was on the other side of that mountain, you'd be talking. Because there's victory on the other side of that mountain. Oh, there's health on the other side of that mountain. 
There's peace on the other side of that mountain. There's a joy on the other side of that mountain. I'm telling you, there are, your loved ones are on the other side of that mountain. Restoration is on the other side of that mountain. Reconciliation is on the other side of that mountain. Speak to your mountain. Charles Schultz, the infamous cartoonist, he said this. He, he, if you don't know who Charles Schultz is, he wrote Peanuts. Charlie Brown, Lucy, Snoopy. Finally, y'all like, okay, yeah, I know who that is. And he said, life is like a 10-speed bike. Most of us have gears we never use. So my question, what are we saving those gears for? Claim the heights. You ever, when you go, if you, some of y'all got, don't they have like 20-speed bikes out now? 24-speed bikes? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I don't even know what you call a bike without the different gears. But you have that bike, and you try going up a hill, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get off the bike. I don't care that everybody see me on Dundas. I'm going to walk this bike. right? And some people, this is what he's saying. We have some people who have gears, and they got it in the low gear, and they're like, and they're like, I don't know why the other people look like they're doing it effortlessly. And we're like, ah. and we get off, and we want to walk, talking about something, I'm going to make it up this mountain. All you have to do, switch gears, and then all of a sudden, you're like, then you start getting fancy with it. Praise God. I'm telling you right now, hear me, you've already got the gears inside of you. Activate the gear by speaking to your mountain. Activate your faith by speaking to your scenario. I don't care where it is. You can speak and watch God do it. I'm going to give you a couple more points, but I'm going to show you something. Uh, I'll never forget this because I, 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 I got stories for days. God is amazing. Like, I'm telling you, if you, if you, if you will, I'm not talking about blabbing it and grabbing it, okay? Because you and I do not have creative power. I can't be out there like, oh, 1964 and a half Ford Mustang, candy apple red, tan top, be out there. It's not how this works. It's not how this works. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I go, Becky said, like, man, I was kind of excited about that. I was too. It's, it's, but when you agree with God, the reason why I can say, like, don't believe the lie that all Asians love Buddha, because it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See, that, that's the will. I'm, I'm agreeing with God. When I declare, one day we were driving, and we were driving to a conference, and we were driving a minivan. I call, we call that baby Big Blue. And big, I believe, you know, I like to run my vehicles into the ground. And Big Blue, I had, we've always had a Honda Odyssey. This might have been the second or third one. Man, we're just riding in that Honda Odyssey, living our best life, going. And next thing I know, smoke came up out the vehicle, and the thing started slowing down. I locked up. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. I knew, if you know me, it was no good for me to go look up underneath the hood. So I was like, the Lord was like, that's not an option. I'm not going to open up the hood because I need people to know. I don't know what I'm, I need help. If they see me, they might think you know what he's doing. No, I don't. I don't. The car is potentially on fire. I don't know what's going on. Please come help. So I didn't know what to do. 
And I just said, you know what? We were slowing down. It wasn't driving. It was locked up. So I called a friend. I said, man, I know you're headed there. Would you come pick us up? He came and picked us up and um, took, us to, to, took us to the camp. And we left the car there on the side of the highway. I called the tow truck to get him. But here's what I did do before I did all that. I said, guys, y'all going to think dad is crazy. They were probably like, no, no, we won't. Uh, but I was like, the Lord told me to speak to this van. And so uh, I told the van, I said, I'm commanding you to work in Jesus' name. And I said, we're going to get another 100,000 miles out of you. Now, this is what you can do when you're in covenant. When you return the tithe to the Lord, he said he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. When you return the tithe and you give God an offering, this is, this is what he said he would do. So I said that, and by that time, our friend came to pick us up. They had towed the van, and uh, the dealership was going to call me. So the dealership called me uh, the next day, 10 o'clock in the morning. He was like, yeah, Mr. Thompson. Uh, he said, look, we have checked this vehicle out from top to bottom. And I don't know what happened yesterday, but he was like, there is no residue of anything. This van is in perfect working order. I was like, hold up. That, that, say he, he, I was like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I was explaining to him what happened. And he said, as a matter of fact, and this is when it hit me. He said, you'll get another 100,000 miles out of this car. What? I'm telling you, you'll get what you'll declare. I declare my children are blessed and highly favored, are going to walk in his purpose and fulfill his will. I'm telling you, declare what God says about a thing. Whew. See, you think you're beaten. And if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you can't win, you won't. Life's battles don't always go to the strongest or the fastest person. But sooner or later, the man or woman who wins is the one who thinks they can. My Bible tells me we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You need to rise up and say, I am healed in Jesus' name to rise up and say, I'm free by the power of the blood that he shed for me. You need to rise up and say, mountain, I claim my deliverance. You need to rise up and say, I'm going to agree with what God said about me. You need to rise up and say, devil, I no longer agree with you. Let me just give you a news flash. The Bible tells us, this is not me, the Bible tells us that he is the father of lies. He cannot, tell a, he cannot tell a truth. So if he says your loved ones are going to hell, guess what? That's a lie. So where do you think they're going? If he says you're sick, it's a lie. Therefore, you need to, but here's what we do. We own that. Stop owning your emotion. And let the word of the Lord reign and rule over your life. You are not to be subject to anything but the word of God and the lordship of Jesus Christ. The devil loses. You and I win. So, let me hurry up. I got like five more pages of notes. Don't worry. 
I'm not going to preach it. I'm just highlighting to see what I feel like the Lord wants me to say. Some of y'all are like, good. Let me give you some hope. Cassandra, band, come on up here. Praise God. I really am going to finish. Here's what I want you to understand. Your only hope is faith. Speak to your mountain. See, when you step out on God's promises, God steps into your impossibilities. Here is the third point I want to give you. Faith is contagious. See, faith come by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith is contagious. You get into the presence of the word, you'll catch faith. Faith is not a formula. Faith isn't a recipe. Faith is not a series of steps if I do A then B, and then C. No, 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 no. Faith is a spirit. Some of y'all are like, what is he talking about? I'm going to show you. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, 13, 14. And since we have the same spirit of faith, somebody say faith, according to what is written, My faith is according to what is. I believe, and therefore I spoke. I'm done. I believe, and therefore I spoke. If you'll catch the spirit of faith according to what is written, not according to the news. Not according to the naysayers. Not according to the pundits and the politicians and the economists. According to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. What am I telling you? The Lord's disciples saw what Jesus did and they went out and did it. They caught the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is in this place today trying to catch somebody to let you know that you can speak to a situation and God can turn it around. If you believe that, give him praise. Stand to your feet. Praise God. I don't know how long I've been preaching, but Craig, is that true? Have I been preaching for 52 minutes? Is that true? Okay, he's smiling. Praise God. But that clock is slow. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't here last Sunday. Praise God. I was so proud of myself because the Sunday prior, I think I only preached 30 minutes. Praise God. Well, this is a little bonus time. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what I believe. David had 600 disgruntled people. They seem, don't you ever wonder sometimes, uh, Lord, why these folks in my life? They were the ones in debt. They were defeated. They were despondent, Andre. But if you keep reading, you know what's crazy? They became men of valor. Mighty men. Not one giant killer in Saul's army. But several of these men would go on to kill their own giants. 
Why? They already had a giant killer in their midst. They caught the same spirit of faith as their leader, David. You come too late to tell me we won't plant 36 campuses. I just need somebody to catch it. You've come too late to tell me we're not the fastest growing church in Canada. I just need somebody to catch it. You've come too late to tell me we won't publish music and CDs and have schools. I just need somebody to catch it. So, my question to you is, what are you trying to catch? See, the church, the church, the kingdom, we're about to experience our best year. The revival we prayed about, it's happening. There are going to be mountains that fall in our midst. We're going to see it. They're coming down. God's going to do wonders in your life. God will work his might and his love and his spirit through you. I'm telling you, I'm prophesying like Zerubbabel. Grace, grace to these mountains. I close with this. You know what? The woman who had the issue of blood, if you read it, I I want you to see it. Show them the amplified Matthew 9, 21. For she had been saying to herself, that classic amplified, you know what it says? She kept saying to herself. She kept saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. She kept saying, 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 I will be healed. I will be healed. I will be healed. She didn't say, I will be healed on Sunday and then I'm dying on Monday. She said, I will be healed. She kept saying it over and over and over. What am I telling you? Speak to your mountain over and over and over. It's a conversation with the mountain. Over and over and over. You can't give me $20 to speak to your mountain. That's like me and Ryan going to the gym for you. You got to go to the gym for yourself. There are some mountains that will only respond to your voice. You can get somebody to join in with you, but you better be the soloist in that choir saying, I will be healed. I will be free. I will be delivered. I shall be whole in Jesus' name. I close with this story. Close with this story of a pastor. Pastor in Louisiana, his mother was diagnosed with lymphoma. Her entire lymph system was cancerous. At her age, the doctors were hesitant to give her any medications, any chemo, no radiation. As a matter of fact, since they did nothing. But for over a year, the saints prayed. Thank God for that contagious spirit of faith. She traveled from Louisiana, visited her son's church. They prayed for her. She felt better. Her pastor preached when she got back home about mountains, Pastor Ben. Speaking to mountains. So you know what? She said, lymphoma, I reject you. Lymphoma, you are leaving my body in Jesus' name. She said, lymphoma, I'm talking to you. You are not welcome. 
fast and every single day lymphoma you have no authority in my body you do not have legal right in my body I am healed by the name of Jesus I'm healed by the blood of Jesus I have no cancer in my body I have a she's declaring this the doctors run tests come back to her and say this is a miracle the lymphoma is not in remission it's all gone what was she doing having a conversation with her mountain who needs to have a conversation with their mountain today so here's my prayer we're going to sing and we're going to worship, but somebody got some talking to do. Somebody's got a conversation they need to have. Somebody's got to, somebody's got to put a mountain in its place. Somebody's got to let the mountain know enough is enough. You're not getting any bigger, but my faith is already in a big enough God who's going to level you in Jesus' name. If somebody is facing a mountain today, and you want to catch the spirit of faith we already got a few people up here that have already caught it praise god but if you need to catch the spirit of faith i'm telling you you can speak to your situation and watch god do it in jesus name would you come today this altar is open god bless you for watching online come catch come catch us in person next sunday but somebody needs to come and open up their mouth and speak to that mountain listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.